The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. And uh, just, just, I just, this show is so great because I'm smiling because, P, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I, I think Glove is Glove on. No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay. I didn't even know you was on Glove. My fault. And I'm um, hosting, co-hosting with me all way. I'm a main man, Glove. But Glove, uh, we just gotta get it going, you know. P here early. <laughs> you here, Glove? <laughs> sorry about that. I didn't know you was on Glove. Uh, I was running around. But sorry about that. But uh, let's get it started. You know, I couldn't wait. I wanted to call you, Glove, but I'm glad this is it. I'm glad you're on, P, because. Every time when Miami lose, they always cry about the officiating and the hard fouls. What do you guys think about that? You want to start to your glove? Oh, okay, ahead, I'll, I'll start real quick. Um, well, okay, I think I think they shouldn't just call. You know, after yesterday's loss, don't necessarily rate. You know, just run and say it was bad calls. I think they're actually bad calls both ways. You know, even as a Heat fan, I'm going to say, I mean, there were some calls that the Pacers got that it was kind of like, okay, that was kind of ticky-tack. And it just seemed like the refs, when they called the, some of the calls where they made them on both ways, Pacers and Heat, it just impacted the flow of the game and the momentum at the time. So, I mean, I think like the fourth, the last foul on LeBron, you know, I've seen the replay and even um, – Steve Kerr and, and even Reggie, as they watched the replay, they even agree like that should not have been his sixth foul. So I think that, you know, that one foul, yes, to me, it looked like, okay, that was totally should not have been called. But I think as a whole, I thought there were bad calls in both ways. So that's what I'm going to say. Well, you know what, T? Here's, here's the, the sad part about it, T. When, when uh, the Heat blew out the paces on Sunday, Mm-hmm. James didn't answer his phone for two days. So him saying he want to get started today is a bunch of BS because only when he's on the upper hand is he all delightful and cheering. But when uh, he's the man on the bottom of the totem pole, that man's phone, I don't even think he buy quarters to put in his phone so he could talk. So anyway, I agree with you, Pete. My only thing is you're right. The, the refereeing is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's both ways. It's, it's on both sides. But, but my thing is this right here. There's no way LeBron James, MVP, what he's doing for the game, he goes out with a minute left on the sixth foul like that. That's BS. That's the NBA. They want they want the series drawn out because uh-huh. they, slept, they slept last series. Now San Antonio's sitting on the other side resting. 
They got to let them old men get some rest. So they're going to extend this series as long as they can. People can say what they want to say, but if whoever wins, if Miami wins this next game, it's over. If Indiana wins, it goes seven games. Pete, Pete, let me let me let me throw this question to you, Pete, and then Glove you out because me and Glove okay. already talked about this. My point is, okay, we can say there's some bad officiating. Both sides. I mean, even when that 24 second, you know, Indiana, that was a bad call. That right. could turn the mm-hmm. game for Indiana. But my point is, it just seemed like, and Glove know I said this, every time Miami lose, they always crying about, oh, foul or the officiating. Do that when you win, too. You don't hit it when they blew them out 24, when they blew Indiana out um, game three. You don't hit them crying. But it always seemed like, that wouldn't they lose? You got to play the game, no matter what. If you're a superstar, those type of fouls, you know you got five fouls. You ain't gonna get no favor that you're gonna get. You know, supposed to not get in a foul, get kicked out of the game. Come on now, you know better than that. Stick your leg out. But it goes both ways, you know. Fouls are bad on Indiana and Miami. My point is, you never hear about the complaint until in Miami lose. That's my point, B. What do you say to that? Yeah, because I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure that when we lose when they're looking back at it, they probably do feel like those, some of those whistles were blown too quickly. I mean, except I think Boss, I think the last two games, to me, a lot of those that he's picking up like in the first quarter, those aren't fouls. And to me, it's like they're just trying to quickly blow, get him out. And I, I still think they, the NBA wants this to go seven. And I said from the beginning, it's going six or seven. It's ratings, it's revenue. And I don't know what goes on with uh, the NBA and how they talk to the refs. But as as a Miami fan, I do think some a lot of times, and it's even when they win, some of those the whistles being blown too soon. Sometimes it's like let these guys play. Like this, I don't know if it's because of the Chicago series and how escalated things got, but this series, it's like the minute one little bump happens, they're blowing the whistle, and it's like come on, like it's just impacting the flow of the game. Well, this question right. to you, and then P, you can answer. What about when Dwayne Wade threw that elbow? Any other player would have been suspended. Don't you think he should have been suspended for a game, Glover? Well, well, let's go back to the Chicago series when your Chicago Bulls were bludgeoning and beating up the Heat. Joaquin Noah and uh, Little Man, uh, when they were pushing people out of bounds uh, and, and elbowing and fighting and wrestling and tussling in game over the four or five, and no one from Chicago got thrown out. But look, at this is the NBA. It's not like it used to be. Remember, what we see now, these guys now couldn't hang in the 80s and the 90s when they had the bad boys in Detroit and things like that. You, you would literally get beat up back then. But, yes, if it wasn't Dwayne Wade, nine times out of ten, yes, he could have got suspended. Mm-hmm. We've, we've already said it's going to be a physical series. Chicago was physical. Indiana's going to take it to the next level, which which they are taking it. And and sad to say, sad to say, Bosch cannot handle them big men down in the block. They uh-huh. have they got to bring in Haslam. They have no answer for them two bigs when they come down low. But LeBron got to bring his game, and they're getting no play from the bench. So that's why the games are going the way they are. Until Miami's bench step up, these these games are going to stay tight like they've been. Before we get to talk about the game and what players mean, let me finish my gripe about Miami with you guys. You know, still I got another one. You know, and I think I, I think I talked to you as well. I said I don't want to hear all oh, the Wayne Wade ain't a hundred percent. Now you're starting to hear that. You know, the Heat ain't a hundred percent. Come on now, the Heat had a much time off. 
as any other team. It's just every time when they're not winning and blowing teams out, they got an excuse, you know, the foul or Dwayne ain't 100%. You're a superstar, and you're a team that's won 45 out of how many. Why are there so many complaints now? You want to start P or go up? Well, I think, I mean, especially yesterday when you're looking at the fourth quarter, this kind of goes back to the inconsistent calls from the referees. There was one time I know when Chalmers drove, he clearly got pushed. They didn't call anything. One time D. Wade came down, he got pushed with foul, didn't call anything. So my thing is, if the refs are calling the same contact the first three quarters, you're blowing it even on both sides. Fourth quarter, when a player drives and they're getting that same contact that you've been calling the whole game, you need to call it again, even if it's fourth quarter and there's two minutes left. So I think for, I think for Miami, it's like when they lose, the first thing you look to is, okay, they, we should have gotten those calls or whatever. So, no, they need to – I mean, they, they don't definitely need to just blame it on the calls. But I think it's watching it, the refs, if you're going to call it the first three quarters, that little ticky-tack stuff, then you need to call it fourth quarter even when there's a minute left. So I think it still goes down. The refereeing has been inconsistent. Good. Oh, I agree. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right, T. And you know what, T, like we said earlier, for some reason, James just, I know he's just, he's probably sitting up there with some, some cowboy boots and underwear on just smiling at himself right now because Indiana won the game, which we don't want to see that picture anyway. But but you're right, it's inconsistency. It's just inconsistent. If you're going to call the game, call the game. If you're going to let him play, let them play. Don't, uh-huh. don't, when it gets down to crucial time in five minutes, you've let them play a certain way the whole way. Now with that five-minute mark coming, because I tell anybody, in the NBA, 15 points in five minutes isn't a lot of points. So right. nope. from nope. the five-point mark in the fourth quarter to the end of the game is when you got to bring your A game. you got to be able to score. you got to be able to run your offense. Miami gave up too many offensive rebounds within that three-minute, two-minute mark. And that's what kept Indiana in the game with with some inconsistent calls as well. But you know what? You never blame the game on the referee. You're yeah. supposed to play to win, not play yep. to let the rest the rest bail you out. So I can't well, complain about any of it. Well, we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we gotta talk a little bit more about you know, like what Glover said about the rebound. But Pete, you lucky I don't have your phone number because I'll blow you up too. And don't let don't let Glover fool you when when. The, Football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play by play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. 
Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and 10 Football airs Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Love back with Loving That Sports Talk. and always co-host Eric Glow. You there, Glow? I'm here, 70 degrees in San Diego, baby. There you go. And our lovely P hosting with us. She, she called in, Glove. She was faithful today. You there, P? Yeah, I'm here. You guys not give us your number. We're going to blow you up. <laughs> but back to what we were talking about. And, and I kind of been watching that game. You know, I've been watching a little. But Miami seems like they don't have no, no, no answer to the big man. You know, I think, you know, LeBron, when he posts down low, I think that took a lot out of the um, – Indiana, you know, when they throw the ball off. But you got Ray Allen that's not shooting well, Shane Battier, but they can't compete with the big man, you know. Um, Indiana, you think that's going to be a problem, guys, for the rest of the series? You want to start I, mean, they, I mean, they, they, they obviously have a problem with Hebert and David West. But Boss, I don't know. I mean, a couple times last night when they kind of – the camera kind of pulled back, and I don't know why he is staying and standing like – always on the three-point line, always, like, out near the free throw. It's like, dude, you're a center. You are. You should be, as the shot's going up, you need to be finding your way to the basket. And to me, like, Bosch, he has just settled with this, oh, I can shoot threes, let me pull the guy out. But then you look a couple of times yesterday, when that shot went up, there were no black jerseys underneath the hoop. I'm talking, like, number of times. The person goes to shoot, everybody is out on the perimeter. Nobody was down there to get the rebound. So sometimes it's like it's easy for Indiana to be out rebounding them because Miami isn't even setting themselves up to get the rebound. So, I mean, the big guys are definitely a problem, but I still think we can beat them. I mean, it's, it's – Boss has to play his game. Haslam has to come in, be physical. Anderson has to come in. You know, he can be physical, get some rebounds. So I think we still can – we can. We have enough, but with our other guys, we can still, you know, beat them. Even though they have two big, two really good big guys. Well, P, I, before you say something, Glove, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Glove. I think you said that isn't that what Miami needs to do? Get Chris Bosh to shoot those jumpers to get that big man from under there. Is that what you said, Glove? Yeah. No, I I, I commented the one. You're you're right, Pete. That they do have an issue with big men, but they only have an issue if they're not hitting their shots. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 Boss can draw that big man away from the basket, 
then that'll free up the lane for for LeBron or for Dwayne Wade, somebody to you know dissect and go to the basket. Uh-huh. But you got to look at if if you're not hitting the bat, if you're not hitting that shot outside. Why am I gonna come out there and stick you? So they're they're not doing that you know defense of three seconds, but they're like we'll give Bosch. Think about it. Who would you rather shoot the ball, Bosch on the three pointer or LeBron down on the block? So they're gonna let Bosch take them shots all day long. Uh-huh. Like I said, Shane Battier, he hasn't had a good game yet. Ray Allen's been okay. Dwayne Wade's been Dwayne Wade, but but the bench hasn't been helping like they normally helped in the other series and the other games. But the one thing. And, and I think I said something to you, James, and I've said it to other people. The thing that gets me about Miami is their their uh, conceit. They're so conceited that they feel at any moment they don't, like you said, nobody's under their rebounding because their confidence level is like, oh, we're going to make that shot anyway, or he's going to mm-hmm. make it, so we don't really need to send anybody to the basket. But normally who you see at the basket is Battier and Birdman, and they haven't been in there, so – Everybody else is on the perimeter. Yeah, I mean, they're saying, even, I mean, Boss, it's, it's, it was good the other game when he was pulling, Hebert was coming out and he was, you know, being forced to guard him. But it was like last night, there were just too many times when the camera pulled back or you saw a replay, and it was like Miami, okay, if Dwayne Wade's get, it was even after a timeout one time, Dwayne Wade came in, and I guess they set up, okay, D Wade, you're taking a jumper. There were no black jerseys underneath that hoop. And it's kind of like, okay, even in high school when we played basketball, if someone's shooting, you still should be taken off towards the rim. I mean, it could could bounce off of it funny. You know, you don't have to be standing directly under it. But Miami is just standing around, and they're doing that too much. Well, you're right. Oh, no, I was listening. I was just agreeing with it. But isn't that what, I mean, happened in the series uh, last year, but you end up having – Battier and um, the other guard actually scoring 20, 30 points that they've never done before. I mean, if it weren't for that, because Chris Boss didn't come, come didn't do nothing last year. So it always seemed like in the playoff, Chris Boss never showed up. You guys don't agree with that? I agree. But here, here's, you're right. What you were saying earlier was Miller and other guys, Battier and people like that stepped up, which helped Miami to their uh, their championship. And and right now they're not getting that bench play that normally puts them over the top. And, and we've had this conversation. It's like this: when you're when you're one through five is in, they get the lead. Six, seven, and eight come in. They're so, supposed to either build on the lead or sustain it. Well, now that the sixes and sevens and eights are coming in for Miami, they're going negative on points. So now your one through five got to come and work back up to get back a lead or get back on top. So they got to work out. Whereas before, the sixes and seven and eight was coming in and keeping the lead or building up on it. You know, it's just right now, like in game three, I thought Miami had the recipe. They come back in game four, and they change the whole offense. Why is LeBron shooting jump shots again? Go down on the block. Take them to the hole. Make them foul you. Get the bigs out of there. You know, you, you're 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 letting them push you out and settle for jump shots. So for me, it's just it's just a whole right now. It's just a bunch of inconsistent play and and no help from the bench. You agree with that, Pete? Oh yeah, it's the bench is just. I mean, where are they? I mean, Ray Allen, I think yesterday was like four of thirteen 
one game I think he had like two points, another game. And it's not all just him, but Miami needs Battier. Like, we need him to give us at least six. Can you give us three baskets? You know, give us six points. Ray Allen, give us 12 to 15. Anderson, come in, maybe give us two to four. And it's like this right now, the last couple of games, their bench is coming in and just really pretty much not not doing very much. And part of it is Indiana's defense, they're good, but part of it is Miami's missing wide open wide open shots. I mean, there's some shots where it's like there's the Celtics, it's the defender in front of them, they're just not even shooting that well. So it, it is part of bench play, but then when you flip it to the other side, too, Indiana, they don't really have no bench either. I mean, what's his name keeps coming in? And he, uh, what's the guy that went to North Carolina, I think? Um, Steven? Steven? Oh, you're talking about the um, guy. Hansborough. Hans Hansborough. Yeah, Hansborough. Yeah. yeah, you know when he coming, you know whoever, somebody's about to get whacked. You know, he plays up on them defensively. You know, so he's not necessarily giving Indiana a bunch of points. Um, but the bench, Miami's bench, definitely, they're going to need, they need to help. In order for us to win, they definitely need to contribute more than they're doing. Well, let me ask you this. I don't know how much you watch Miami go to season glove. I know, Pete, you probably fought with you with Shaq. Shaq ain't there. I ain't going to go there with you. But uh, how was Miami winning during the season? I mean, was it a bench or was it just, the starters, because wasn't the starters above? They had such a big lead that they didn't have to worry about their bench. I mean, can you guys help me with that? Well, their bench, I mean, their bench has always kind of been, it's given them something. Like like he was saying, Battier. Battier, this, this whole series against Indiana, I, I haven't actually looked at it, but he may be sitting at around six or seven points. We've already played four games. During the season, you had Battier who could contribute. Norris Cole would come in for Chalmers. He could give you something. I mean, look at how big Norris Cole stepped up in the Chicago series. He was like an X factor for them. When he came in, when Tom, you know, so we're used to Norris Cole giving you something. Um, and I don't understand why Bolster doesn't put James Jones in some. I mean, whenever he does get in, he shows you he's ready. I'm thinking, you know what? Give him a couple. Let's see, you know, give him a couple minutes. It can't hurt. Let him come in and play. So during the season, their bench, their bench contributed. So it wasn't always the five starters. So right now, you're just not seeing that. Especially the main two are Ray Allen and Battier. Those two are definitely missing. What do you say on that take, Gluck? No, I'm, I'm with you, T. I, I totally agree. Is if the the fives are are you know. The fives do what they're supposed to do. And, again, like I said, when you have number six coming off the bench, when you have number seven coming off the bench, when you have number eight, your six and seven can start on another team pretty much. You know, when you look at Ray Allen, when you look at Birdman, you know, when you're looking at guys like that, you know, on other teams they will be starters. But because of the role they're playing right now, they're coming off the bench because you need that strong second unit. And they're just not as effective right now as they were in the other series. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, they're just not as effective right now. And at some point in this next game, if they don't get it together, it's going to be a, it's going to be a long summer. What could have been, you know, but I, I think they're going to get it together. They're just in a little slump right now. And, you know, I, my hope is still in uh, Miami. I'm not going to change my hope. LeBron's still getting ring number two back to back. It should be three in a row because Dallas should have never beat him in that first series, but it is what it is, so we're going for two. 
Glob, Glob, at least we can say this. Every game after Miami has lost, you have they come out that next game, it looks like a whole different effort and team plan. So they've done when Chicago beat them that game, how they come up in the next game. When Indiana won game two, what beating did they put on them game three? So I'm not even worried. I'm I'm confident next game we have this next game. My hey, thing Glo- is what? Glove. <laughs> Glove. Glo. I'm here. I'm here. We ain't got we ain't gonna talk about next game, okay? You know what Pete talking about. Keep talking about the next game. We ain't gonna talk about next game, okay, Glove? Still, you know I'm still going with Miami, right. okay? Okay. You, hey, Pete, you got to remember James like living in the moment because you know it's not often. You know, now the Chicago loss. You know, he's a bandwagoner, so he's a and he's a LeBron hater. And a Miami hater, but guess what, Pete? I sat with a bunch of them last night, and I'm like, why do people hate LeBron and Miami so much? And they were like loving the fact that Indiana won. Like you said, Hasbro. Yeah. He's supposed to be the second coming Hasbro, and he's a hatchet man. You know, he coming to he coming to game to kill folks. He coming trying to, to to injure people. The man can't even make a simple layup nor a free throw. You know how many guys you know from. Where is he from? Indiana or whatever school he's playing at? North Carolina, seven foot tall. He can't make a free throw. But but James is a bandwagoner, P. As we already noticed, so you, you got to know what you're up against. Okay, James. No, seriously, like just piggybacking off of what Glove just said. When I go on the Facebook after Miami has lost, the comments and the things that I see, and they're not necessarily Miami Heat haters. People cannot stand LeBron, and. You, okay, so since you're not really a Miami Heat fan, why is it that you don't like LeBron? What? Tell me, what's your what's your history with this? I, I, like I told Glove, I just don't like the whole thing. I know you can switch teams and all like that. Get your own team. Why go to a team where you're the Dwayne Wade win your championship? Build your own legend. That's my thing. You know, you had to go where Dwayne Wade to play to win a championship. You should stay in Cleveland and build your own dynasty like Michael did, right, Pete? He said that too. He got the players to mold them and built the team. Am I right, Pete? No, you're absolutely right. But James gave them seven, and this is my whole thing. James gave them seven years. Okay, he gave them one office. Seven years. You have time to bring in the right people. Bring in someone to help him. Vera Zhao and Deontay West, and you're not going to. I mean, that's that's not championship caliber. You know, so for me, it was like I didn't blame him leaving. I understand why Cleveland people do not like him. Because that would be like for me, like, say, growing up when Joe Montana left the Niners, how we were mad he went to Kansas City. So I understand Cleveland people not liking LeBron because that was his city. That's where he's from. He left. But for other people, he was a free agent. Am I not? You know, and Chris Paul, who got out of his contract, when he left to go to the – he was trying to go to L.A. then went to the Clippers. No one barked about that. Okay, he wasn't even a free agent when that trade happened. LeBron waited until his contract was up. He was a free agent. You can go wherever you want. And he went somewhere where, you know, let's put some pieces together. Chris Paul, when he went to the Clippers, you know, he wasn't even a free agent at that time. And nobody barked about that. No one said anything. Oh, why is Chris Paul leaving the Hornets? You know, he still has time. Why doesn't he stay with them? No one said anything. So, I, I don't know. I think people just love to hate LeBron. That's the way I look at it. What were you laughing about, Love? You know what I was laughing at. Here's what's <laughs> funny, T. We've had this discussion before, 
countless times. So you know when he said his little made his little comment, the first thing he did was get you to agree with him because he knew he was full of you know BS. <laughs> with well, you know LeBron is on Dwayne Wade's team. It wasn't Dwayne Wade's team. Dwayne got a championship when Shaq came. Why not pony up? Jordan was in the league. What Jordan didn't get a championship till Scottie Pippen was there, and, and other players was there. But so how's it Jordan's team? Because when it was his team, when there wasn't nobody else there, he didn't win. When all the players came, he finally won some championships. Miami lost without LeBron. LeBron came. They won the championship. So what's the difference in, in like she said, the contract was up. What's the difference in him going to Miami? Where would you rather play, Love? South Beach or Cleveland, Ohio? The the choice is yours. You know, everybody keeps saying, oh, LeBron left Cleveland. You know, that was his team. Come on, man. We're we're beyond that. Let me me, uh, take a break. When you come back, I'm going to tell you what I like to play. But we're going to take a break. Then we'll be back. Uh, Like Pete say, hey, Glove. Okay, now you got Glove. Right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. and Glove. You that Glove? I'm always here, baby. All right, and always hosting with us all the way from. So that's that's San Francisco, right, Pete? That's right. That's right. Our own Miami Heat, Pete. <laughs> Who 
Well, I, I like it, though. We got to give Pete a little respect, though. When they lose, she do call in, though. Am I right, Glove? Yeah, no, no, Pete. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it when Pete call in. I think she should call in more often because I don't have to put up with your BS by myself. You know, I have somebody <laughs> else to fight off your BS, so I love it when she calls. Hey, James. Okay, wait, James. Let me give you this example. And and look, and as we were talking about Le- LeBron leaving, like okay. I'm an attorney. Okay, as an attorney, most attorneys, their desire is to become a partner one day. Most, you know, that's most, if you ask most attorneys that are working in a firm, they say, I want to become partner one day. So if you're working at a law firm and you've been there five or six years, the right things aren't being done, that's helping you to get up that ladder. And you might see seventh year, okay, this firm isn't going to make me a partner. It's not going to happen. What do you do? I mean, you know, even so even in the law field, you might have to leave, go go to a competitor, a competing firm, you know, go somewhere where you can see you might be able to make partnership. So with LeBron, I mean, NBA, it's still a business. It's still his job. After seven years, if you don't have what you are ultimately seeking, I just think people shouldn't fault him for going somewhere where that could actually, where it could happen. So whether you're in the law field, police, whatever field you're in, we all want to, like, move up and, you know, get better advantages and all that stuff. So I just don't understand why people still, like, hate him. Unless, like I said, unless if you are from Ohio, I understand. But other people just, I mean, some of the comments that you see are just ridiculous. And it's almost like, what has this boy done to you? I mean, people, like, really hate him. And I just I don't get it. I just don't understand it. Let me answer that, man. You can probably help me out too. Well, you said with the offer, you were going to become a partner, at least. But if you're the head honcho, if you look at Michael and all, you sit there and you all the people in there to run your company, right? All right, right, Pete. If I'm running a law firm and I'm the head guy and I want all these other parts and people to run my company right, you bring in the right people to get it right, right? Am I right. on the right? Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it does take bringing in others. Okay. So LeBron should have said that because he was the head honcho at Cleveland. Keep bringing in the right people you know, to work under me. Let me work with them. I mean, look at Michael. Michael had to work from Pippen coming out of college to Horace Grant to um, the tall guy. Um, what's his name? Glover Center. He wasn't even that good. Yeah. Cartwright, you know. He wasn't even that good. I mean, look what he worked with. I mean, you know, he had Glover friend in play. He wasn't that great, but he came in and did what he did. He was an awesome bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just thought that in that picture. Big Glover argument. Hey, P, you remember Cliff Livingston? Who? Cliff Livingston, the play of the bull. Cliff Living? Livingston. Livingston. Uh-uh. I don't remember I, that. I, I know. He was a chilly, like, no, Haley was. But me and Glove argue about that anyway. But <laughs> you got to talk about that. But what I'm saying, P, is you look like what Michael built. It took Michael, what, six years, something like that, to build that team? And then after he built it, you know, you had the people around you to want to come and play with you. But if you got LeBron when he was playing Cleveland and you scared to take the last shot, and you remember where that, he never showed up in the fourth quarter. Come on now, who want to play with that? So that's why I felt LeBron had to go to somebody to take that pressure off him until he got to where he was at that. Now it's starting to be Miami thing, and that's why I think LeBron needed. You guys agree? Nope. Go ahead. You want how many? How many guys you know come in the league out of high school 
with all the pressure on him and play the way LeBron played. LeBron, not Moses Malone, because Moses Malone had Dr. J around him. You, you got to look at the, the, the components that was with LeBron when he was in his first, second, and third year. Yeah, they, they did well, but what? They brought Shaq win and, and Shaq's my boy. What was Shaq, 60 when they brought him in the uh, – yeah, I, yeah, see, yeah. It, w- it wasn't the old Shaq. It was uh, exactly. <laughs> you know, so so you got to look at the pieces that they were bringing into Cleveland. They didn't fit. The man went somewhere when it fit. Like he said, you're in, if you're in a job where you know there's no upward mobility, why are you going to stay in the job and shorten your career? Why are you going to work hard when you don't have to? He wants to be a partner. So do you think she's going to stay at that law firm, pass her, pass her day? knowing that there's people underneath her that they're pushing for partner. that That's ridiculous. Why would you work harder, not smarter? So LeBron went to Miami where he there was somebody there already established, and they went and got another component piece right. Michael was fortunate enough. Magic was fortunate enough. He walked in a good situation with the guys they had with the Lakers in Showtime. Larry Bird was fortunate enough to be in Boston and have what they had. Isaiah was fortunate enough in Detroit with the bad boys. But how many people walk into situations like Magic, like Isaiah, like Bird, or how many players are able, like Michael Jordan, to build a franchise from the bottom? Because, look, regardless of what you say, Bill Cartwright wasn't a slouch. He was still a double-double. B.J. Armstrong, John Paxson, all those guys, they were double guys. They were at least getting double digits. You follow me? Jordan was scoring 90 points off of 3,000 shots, but wasn't nobody saying anything about that. You know, just like Kobe in L.A., he'll score 70 points, but he shoot the ball 600 times. What's his percentage? So everybody's so hard on LeBron, but look at what they've given him from from from, from a Cleveland standpoint. Well, well, why did – okay, you said LeBron went to that, but why is everybody on, on, on Dwight Howard? Because – Everybody said, oh, he should go to his own team and make his own team. Same thing with LeBron did. He went and played with a superstar. So what's wrong with Dwight? Everybody keeps talking about Dwight should be, you know, why he goes he go to your own team and be your own, you know, make the legacy. So what's the difference yeah, but, but it seems like people who are commenting on Dwight, you don't see that same tone, that hatredness. When that, as far as me, the you know, my friends and stuff on Facebook, it's like, People may comment about Dwight, and I think, first of all, I think Dwight Howard is way overrated. And I hope, I just put this out there, I hope he does not come to the Golden State Warriors. He doesn't need to mess up our locker room and the cohesiveness we have on our team. I do not want him up here in Golden State. Dwight Howard, I just think he's so overrated. But, Dave, what I'm saying is, like, the comments people might make about Dwight Howard or whatever, but sometimes with LeBron, and I don't know if you see it, or maybe you don't even really pay attention, but just like, People, people, like, hate this man. And, it's, I mean, it's almost like he's personally done something to them. Sometimes the comments they make, and it's like, you guys, like, he's an athlete. Like, people just hate him. It's, 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 just, it's crazy. It's wild. I don't understand it. I don't understand why you, like, dislike someone so much, and he's never done anything to you personally. Let me ask you this, Glove and Pete, because we've, we've got two minutes before we take our last break, but why do you think they hate him? What's your thing? You want to go first? Well, real quick, real quick. Because them people who have no life, when LeBron was making his decision on where he was going to go, them people shut their life down because they had nothing better to do with themselves. So they sat in front of the TV and they followed for that time frame 
that LeBron was going back and forth. So after they had shut their, their life down and was sitting in front of the TV and he chose Miami, which everybody already knew he was going to Miami, they all feel jolted. Guess what? Get a life. It's not that serious. The man exactly. was going to Miami from the beginning. And so now, like P said earlier, the man's contract was up. He wasn't fighting the contract. You know, it's like it's like you serve a twenty year old jail sentence. You know, when you when you're able to walk out, you get to walk away free. Now what? You want people to tell you, No, you can't go there. You can't go there. You can't go there. Look at this man's contract was up. It was done. He went where he wanted to go. If you was dumb enough to sit in front of the T V and watch that mess, then guess what? You got what you had coming to you, sucker. <laughs> Go ahead, please. Take it real okay. quick before we go to the Wait, break. okay, James, real quick. Like, okay, uh-huh. so when CP3 left the Hornets and went and went signed with the Clippers, right, his contract uh-huh. wasn't up at that time when they got him. What did you think about him doing that? He you know what I thought? I didn't think that he had this big press conference that he had everybody wait until 9 o'clock at night to announce where he's going. That's what I thought. <laughs> if LeBron was going to leave, Say where you're going and let it go. Why you here to have this big thing? That's my problem, P. I know he's a hater. Cause, okay, look, James, put it this way. I'm sure LeBron did not sit around and say, oh, let me contact all the media and come up. Let me have my own press. You know, let's set up our own TV time on ESPN for my special. I'm sure the media did that. They went to him and... Now, obviously, he knows he, he, he wished he could have done it differently. But I guarantee you that wasn't his decision. It wasn't like his thinking, like, oh, I'm so big. Let me go have this thing for myself. I mean, they set that up. They create, I'm sure the media created it, and he just shouldn't have went along with it. But I don't blame him for the way he did it. You know, at the time, he thought, hey, let me just, you know, go announce it this way. But I just don't think that's the reason to look years later to still be so mad at someone, at a player. Well, let's take a we come back. Uh, we're going to talk about the Spurs. What do you guys think about San Antonio? Are they going to go all the way and, and um, give Miami or Indiana a game? Everybody talk about Tony Parker, the best guy in the NBA. So I'll get y'all takes on that when we come right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? 
Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. internet flagship station for sports voice america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk james loving and his guests want to hear it from you call us at 1-888-346-9144 that's 888-346-9144 or drop an email to loving that sports talk at yahoo.com now back to the show This is Jane Love back with Love and Sports Talk and all way co-host and Glovey Glove. You that Glove? I'm here, James. Glove, you just sneeze, so bless you. Thank you. And we always got hosting with us, Glove. I always lovely. We got P. P, you there? I'm here. <laughs> hey, Glove, I don't know if you're going to be with me on this, but I, I'm going to put this on the line, P. I feel Miami's not going to win a championship. They win a championship. Glove and I will come to Frisco and take you out to dinner. So if they don't, when me and Glove come to Frisco, you will treat us to steak and double stuffed potato. How that sound, Glove? See, you ain't got nothing to worry about, baby. Nothing to worry about. <laughs> Glove, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not worried. Okay. But yeah, let me know when you two coming to the Bay. That's that's going to be the next subject. <laughs> the reason I brought that up, P, are you up for that? You up for that, right? Yes, I'm. I'm up for it. Because guys, I don't know what y'all got to think, but I think San Antonio. I mean, I think um, Tony Parker is probably the best point guard. I think this season in the playoffs, which you know, just helping the team win. You know, um, you know, you look at Tim Duncan; he's getting a little older, but with Tony, the way he's playing, is making them seem like they're a young team. You guys agree to that? Oh, yeah, San Antonio, I mean, after the beginning of the year, the two teams, once the season started, who I thought would be in the finals were the Heat and the Spurs. The Spurs have definitely been the best team in the West. They're they're well coached. Tony Parker's doing his thing. I heard Tim Duncan lost like 20 pounds in the offseason. He looks like Tim Duncan from years ago. I mean, the the way he ends, he's really good. Like, there's there's no way... Anyone can really shut Tim Duncan down. That's how well he's playing. So I definitely have to give Parker his props and Tim Duncan his props. I'm not taking nothing away from them. But by the end of this conversation, I, I'm still predicting Miami Heat will win a championship. So, Glove, it's your turn. <laughs> well, no, I, I agree with you. The, the, the one word, there you go, P. Make sure you always y'all put that at the end of your statement. Miami's still winning the championship regardless who's coming out of the West. Make sure you mm-hmm. say that. But my thing is you're absolutely right. The one thing you can say about San Antonio, they're always that quiet beast in the West. You don't hear a lot of things out of San Antonio but wins. That's all you hear. Consistency. You talk about a coach, 
that's consistent in coaching. You're talking about consistent players. Is Tony Parker the best point guard in basketball? I've always said that. He he knows when to bring his game. He knows when to be a point guard. But what we're seeing right now is he knows they need scoring. So what is he doing? He's driving to the hole. He's creating shots for, for Duncan. He's creating shots for Kwame, you know, Leonard out of San Diego State. You know he's got to throw them San Diego guys in there. But, but hey, he's doing, Leonard. Yeah, Leonard. Yeah, you know, he's doing all the things that a point guard supposed to do. When it's time to shoot, he shoots. When it's time to pass, he passes the ball and plays defense. I love what Tony Parker's doing in San Antonio, and, and I think that they're where they're supposed to be as far as being on the uh, other side coming out the West, but still Miami's the beast, as all you young people yeah. say. Miami's the beast in the East. And, James, but, I think, I mean, I'm sure people who were listening, they're like, okay, how can this, you know, Miami's now 2-2. How can I sit here and still say I think they're going to win a championship? Well, we knew all along, even before the Chicago series started, okay, we sat here and we already said Chicago and Indiana gave Miami the most, the, the biggest problems even during the regular season. So even before those two series got started, we knew we were in for, like, a fight because those two teams, the matchups or whatever. And so that's why I'm still going to say – I think Miami's going to beat Indiana, and Miami, it's Spurs are a different matchup for them. Miami can beat the Spurs. I think we beat them both times in the regular season. Miami, right now they're struggling with Indiana, but I guarantee you the Spurs, we can handle them. So I'm not worried about San Antonio, actually. I think Indiana for them is a bigger challenge than the Spurs are going to be. And so that's why I'm still saying I think my team's going to win the championship. Because right now Indiana is just a different beast, and it's just, They've, they've struggled with them regular season. It's a struggle right now, but the Spurs, Miami, can beat the Spurs. So that's why I think that. Well, let me say this, um, P and Glove. And, I, and, I, and, and if I looked at it and said, okay, if Miami would have got through Indiana without Chris Brown's ankle, Dwayne Wade needs still, and they're not going through this long series, I'll say, okay, Miami be ready. But you got to look at San Antonio, sitting back, they're resting, they got no injuries, and Miami all beat up. How are they going to go through a seven-game series with San Antonio all beat up? That's what I'm saying. This is taking a toll on them. I think Chicago, like you say, started Indiana really beating them up. And they just don't have anything left in the tank for a sitting-back San Antonio team. Do you guys agree with that? Nope. Look at As old as San Antonio is, they need this rest. But, but, but need all, you say something, San Antonio need all the rest they can get. Man, Giannone coming off the bench, too, now. Remember that. You're you going to let me talk or you going to talk? Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to let you talk. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, like I said, you're right. Ginobili does come off the bench. You're absolutely right. But the way you stop an offense is by making them play defense, and that's what San Antonio is going to have to do to Miami is play defense. Let's, let's go back to Indiana. Indiana's given Miami everything they have, and they're, and they're only winning by two and four points. You follow me? They're giving them everything they have. Miami still haven't had a good game. We've seen their good game in game three, and what was the outcome? If you listen to everybody talk, everybody uh-huh. talk and say that the series should be three to one. Some people say it should be three to one Miami. Some people say it should be three to one Indianapolis. We don't know what it should be three to one, but guess what? In, in game three, when we've seen the Heat step up and play their game, Indiana had no answer. And Indiana threw everything at them but the kitchen sink. They're throwing everything at them. And Miami's still not getting consistent play 
in there winning by two and four points. So when Miami get their game stepped up and those players off the bench come and bring it, we're going to see another game three in the, in the next two wins. Go ahead, Pete, because I want to get help. Yeah, can I talk now? <laughs> Wait, let me just say can one I quick thing. Now? Love said. Wait, okay. Even though we're pulling for Miami, even Steve Kerr, right? Who has he's not pulling for Miami. Even in Game Three, he even said by halftime, like this is the first game of this series that we've actually seen Miami like play a complete game. Even he said that, and he's not pulling for Miami. So it's not just me and Glove who are up here saying this to you. It's like he's right. Game Three was like the first game. Miami, and we followed them all year. I mean, where Miami, like, was clicking, you know, they looked like they were really concentrated. So I agree with Gluck. I think Indiana, and I was saying that yesterday, first half, when Indiana started out like 11 to nothing. I was like, okay, just calm down, because Indiana was doing, everything was working well for them. Miami, you know, Miami can play better. That's the question. Indiana can't play no better. Miami can play a lot better. And so I agree right with Glove. You, the San Antonio Spurs series is going to be completely different. I agree with you, Glove. Yeah, can I talk now, Glove? Yes. yes, sir. Okay. Now, P, I know you're going to agree with Glove. So I ain't going to say that. I know you're going to agree with Glove. That's all right. That's all right. kind of hurt my feelings, but I'm going to get over it. But what I'm saying is, Glover, you said it. Tony Parker know when to bring his game. Did you say that? He know when yes, to I did. Just think of how, like you said, you're right. Miami, and they only win it by two or they by two or three points. But think of what Tony Parker would bring his game at the end of the, the, the end of the time, two or three minutes, and, and win. See, Indiana is barely doing that. But you have a guy like Tony Parker that can do that, that's going to be the difference. you guys agree? No, because Memphis is Conley, and those guys that play point guard in Memphis, they went MIA. they they still missing. You know, we don't have to – you know, when that, that girl was missing down in um, – over in the, um, damn, I can't even think about it. You know, the, the girl that went missing and they had to bring all the military coppers, they're going to have to do that for Conley and them in Memphis because they still missing. So it's going to be a different <laughs> game because Miami's guards are going to bring it. Tony Parker's going to have to play defense. In the Memphis series, he didn't have to play any defense. He's going to have to play defense. He's going to have to double team because guess what? Who's going to stick LeBron on San Antonio? Who's going to stick Dwayne Wade on San Antonio? You know? Who's going to stick? Uh, Boss is going to bring Duncan away from the basket. Who's going to stick Ray Allen? Who's going to stick the three-point shooters? Well, we only got like 10 seconds till we go, but Glove, we got to have Pete call in because I know about time next week, uh, my man be out of the series. So I hope Pete call in, right, Glove? Pete, <laughs> Pete, <laughs> you know what? Don't even, don't even, don't even fall into it, Pete. When, when uh, Facebook and Sunday afternoon, <laughs> just Facebook him a, a big smile and a Miami Heat sticker. <laughs> so this is Shane, Shane Lowe. Next Wednesday, it'll be the game, the game before the finals get started next Wednesday. So we will be calling in and discussing Miami Heat and the Spurs and the NBA Finals. I'm going yeah. on record. <laughs> See you guys next week. All right. Okay. Peace. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. 
and keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 